0: it's another episode of that's odd did you like that pause as for dramatic effect i am one of your hosts i am johnny townsend and with me as always is one of my bestest pals in the whole wide world christopher chavez
1: what's up everybody was that dramatic i liked it a lot i was like yeah yeah
0: Cause well, you know I have this crippling need to feeling silence, <laughs> and I almost did there. By the
1: way, that was perfect timing too, because I heard yeah. you open your mouth to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I
0: just can't have silence; it just it just destroys me inside. <laughs> How you doing, dude? I, I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Um, uh, for, I mean, overall pretty decent, pretty good. Uh, you know, can't really complain. Healthy life's good. A little bit yeah. sad news recently, but life's good. Right, right, right.
0: Uh, so that's good. Cool. We might as well get into it, because that's sort of what this episode of That's Odd is about. Uh, usually, uh, for these That's Odd, Chris and I try to have a theme uh, with what we're talking about for the show. And uh, and I think most of our audience knows that you and I are, are we love uh, the comic books. Like, I don't I don't yep. think that's a secret. I mean... Wow. I grew up with them. I'm sure you did, too. You know, I was reading... And by the way, I love both DC and Marvel. I like both. Yeah. So, uh, so don't at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I definitely remember when I was a kid uh, going to my flea market, the local flea market here, and just getting, uh, you know, like tons of uh, Spider-Man books Yep. and just reading Spider-Man. He was one of my all-time favorites. Uh, so and this news, I think, kind of... Even though... Stan Lee is who we we're talking about, obviously. He passed away this week as of this recording. Yep. Uh, he was 95 years old. He lived a great life.
1: Right. It wasn't and a shock. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't one of these things where you right. wake up and you're just like, oh, what? How could that right. happen? It's not that. Uh, right, right. We all, we're none of us are shocked. I mean, he was 95. And uh, he. His health was know, dec- like reportedly recent reporting was that his health was declining. Uh, yeah. So we, it was yeah. literally expected. I feel like I feel like um, I remember listening to, the, to some podcast, and it wasn't in a malicious or mean way, but they were talking about how they really didn't think Stanley would be around for 2019. Um, they really expected him to die before the end of the year. And so when you wait, when you see that in the news, it, it it's it's kind of like like I said, it's not shocking, but it's that that kind of numbness of just like oh yeah. So I guess that's like I guess he's not immortal.
0: Yeah. Well, in a way he is though. Uh, yeah. You know what he, I mean he, though? You know, yeah, It's almost yeah. like
1: this. Oh, well that's it. And, and the thing that sucks too, at least for me, that really kind of sucks was like, I w- I've never got a chance to meet him. Always wanted to. That was one of the big things on my bucket list that I wanted to meet him. And a few years ago I had a chance to, and uh, Brandon and Anthony drove up to Toronto uh, to Fan Expo to meet him. And I had a chance to go with them, but I ended up you know, instead of taking the day off, I just said, you know what? I'm going to be a good employee and go to work anyway. Right. Yeah. 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 I learned my lesson. That's not happening ever again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw him once at a convention and uh, he was not even set up at his table yet. He was like walking to it. Oh, wow. And he was surrounded by uh, his people. You know, he was never yeah. by himself, yeah. obviously. And this was years ago. This was like back when he was just really starting to do all those Marvel cameos. And he was already a big, I mean, he was, I mean, those Marvel cameos made him a huge star even more than he was to start with. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I, I got to see him and I, and I waved at him and he, and he kind of looked at me and sort of waved back a little bit. And Yeah, that's probably one of the coolest things I, I've had. I mean, that was so cool. That is amazing, uh, dude. That's really freaking he, he, awesome. He's influenced so many people. I mean, when, uh, when I went to Twitter after this happened, I saw everybody from, yeah, uh, everyone. from like everyone from actors to musicians uh, to musicians to even professional wrestlers yep. talking about the influence this person had on their lives and just
1: everyday people like if you just looked yeah. up the the trending for stan lee just to see the tweets everyday people not even just celebrities like i could i was telling my wife this morning like it's weird maybe it's because a lot of my friends are are geeks and wrestlers and that kind of thing but everything on everything on my social media is about stan lee i mean we've had some really big influential celebrities pass in the past couple of years uh and and yes there was a quite an outpouring but i just feel like this is something different there's something different about the yeah. way this this has has affected everyone and i think it's because of what you said dude like when you were a kid you started reading comics young and i did too man some of the first things i was reading was comic books now i was yeah, a marvel same. kid I loved uh, I loved Spider-Man, I loved you know the X-Men, I loved Fantastic 4, the Avengers, like I loved all those characters and the only things I read from DC were Batman and like a few maybe a little bit here and there Superman. Uh, but I was I was a hardcore Marvel kid and I had a lot of the old 60s and 70s comics passed down to me where I'd read them. I would meticulously read all the ads and see what was in there. Yes. At the end here at the end, I'd read the letters. And then did you always
0: want to. Did you always want to get those
1: X-ray glasses? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I always wanted to get those. And I remember thinking, you know what? As a kid, the funny thing was there was like it was no sexuality behind it or anything. No. I remember thinking, I want to see if people have money in their pockets. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Just... Become like some pro- a professional thief? I wanted to see if people had money in their pockets. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to see if they would work. I was just blown away that these were a thing I could technically buy in a comic book. (laughs) Uh,
1: But, like, I I remember getting to the letters at the end, and then in that corner stands Soapbox. And it was his little way. It was, like, his way of talking to me. You know what I mean? Like, he was talking to me. He was saying, hey, I know you, and I know you're reading my stuff, and listen, I want you to know that I care about you. And I want you to live a specific way, you know, like he was very there was times where in his soapboxes he would rant against racism. He would rant against, uh, you know, all that kind of sexism. He would rant against that stuff. And then there was fun stuff in there where he talked about great battles coming and and keep your eye out, you know, true believers. And And even that, even that, all the little quips, all the little phrases, all the alliterations, man. It sucks that we're not going to have that around. Not that we had it a lot, you know, to begin with in the past few years. But it's just just knowing that there's not a chance that I'll ever get to meet the dude. It kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, but the the great thing is about those letters that you mentioned is that they're a great example, and just honestly, in his writing to start with, of uh, the fact that he really would push forth equality. Yeah, and he would he would push forth all these great values to have. He's a very positive and i cannot say that word enough positive influence uh for so many people which was great oh, yeah. especially when you're a kid growing up and you got this voice that's saying all these amazingly nice uh, you know yeah. things about how you should treat other people um i mean it's it, it, i don't know it, that, i think it's another reason this is a tough loss for a lot of people yeah is that he was just so i mean besides being beloved he was such a great positive voice for humanity
1: yeah seriously
0: yeah so uh, what we wanted to do for That's Odd, then we wanted to kind of celebrate Stan Lee, since we're both big fans, and I'm sure there are some of our listeners are big fans, too. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times throughout human history in which someone uh, sort of showed, uh, like, super strength or something. Like, like, maybe they lifted up a car or something like that. It's happened uh, more than once where some wild stuff is happening. You yeah. Know, that kind of can't be explained, so... Uh, we found on ranker.com 12 true stories that will convince you super strength is real
1: yeah i remember when i was a kid and you i we've talked about this on the show i'd you know rent those or, or check those books out from the library that were like unsolved mysteries of the world you know uh, yeah. unexplained events and every time i came across the one about a woman whose kid was trapped under the car and she just freaked out and literally flipped the car off the kid i i remember running out to the car and trying to pull up on the side and just be like no way that didn't happen impossible yeah
0: my first car was a ford tempo and that's (laughs) and if anybody knows that's a really that's a small car yeah and i remember thinking i wonder if i could even lift this car up because it's so small And this is back when i was young and i thought i could do anything (laughs) and uh the short answer is no (laughs) the long answer is for patreon yeah that's right History Creep slash Patreon. Uh, go there to find the full story. Amazing. But yeah. Uh, but things like this have happened. We thought it'd be a great way to kind of show a History Creep's spin on a tribute of a legend that we've lost. For so. sure. For sure.
1: Uh, I'll kick us off. The first one on the list is Man Balances a Mini Cooper on His Head. Now, that's insane, first of all. Uh, it says, having a neck uh, 24 inches in circumference certainly might make your head stronger, uh, but it doesn't explain how this happened. So it looks like this guy is um, at the Guinness Book of World Records to, to to get this done. There's a video that's accompanying it. Um, in May of 1999, he balanced the Mini Cooper on his head for 33 seconds. The Mini Cooper itself weighed 352 pounds.
0: That's a lot of weight just to hold up on your head.
1: Yeah. Because it's not just your—I mean, yeah—it's your head, your neck. But think about your knees. Think about like—yeah, good lord. Yeah, I can't even balance like plates so much. <laughs> you know, uh, my wife says you have to have a flat, flat, flat-ish head because she likes to balance things on her head, and she says she has a flat head. I'm like, your head's not flat, but she's she's yeah, uh, I'm she's just pretty just... good at it. <laughs>
0: I think it's way more in your balance, maybe. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Me, I've got, I I, I shave my head so you can see where the dome is, and I can't see myself balancing anything on it. Oh, this is a
0: weird side note. Uh, I have a fear of the fact if I ever lose all my hair and I get bald, (laughs) that people will see that I'll have like the weirdest shaped head in history. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but that's a real fear I have.
1: (laughs) So you're investing in wigs is what you're telling us.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You'll never if I if I ever go bald, you will never know. Any wig maker out there? Feel free to contact Johnny Townsend. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'm next. Bring All right. it on. Grandma, grandma twists two inch steel rods like they're made of string. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce her name because it's a uh, it's a name that I'll second second not. I don't know why. I, I think to you should call her Sacky. Saki. It feels disrespectful. <laughs> Second uh, uh, grandma has had one climatic moment of, sh- of strength induced by adrenaline or fear. Her entire life has been filled with mind boggling strength. She first discovered her heroic abilities when she was 10 years old, when she was able to move a container of grain that weighed 661 pounds. What? 10 year old at 10 years old. Nice. Or like the weight of four grown men as a 10 year old girl, uh, but it didn't stop there. And to her seventies, she could still rip a phone book in half. Wow. Uh, tw- and then she could twist two inch steel rods and lift a 52 pound dumbbell while standing on a bed of nails. Well, I like oh, that. she could. Bre- oh, and she could break a, a horseshoe in half.
1: The bed of nails thing is not that big of a deal because I've learned the physics behind that. Uh, but all that other stuff is insane. Like, that's literally insane. Breaking a horseshoe in half?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, the, phone, the phone book in half, I don't think people realize how tough that is.
1: That's pretty crazy. So how does that happen, though? Like, like how do you just, are at, at 10 years old, are born with superhuman strength? That's That literally right there is a superhero, right? Like, that's technically yeah. one of the things, superhuman strength. Yeah, because didn't Superman
0: just suddenly discover when he was getting older, when he's becoming a teenager? The sun kicked he, in,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the strength stuff kind of started kicking in. Uh, here's another one. Ready? Seven-year-old pulls a 1.85-ton van for fun.
0: Well, well, you know, you know, Chris, when I was seven, I was playing Nintendo.
1: Um, I was pulling boogers out of my nose for fun. <laughs> I mean, when you're seven, not now. Oh, I thought you said, what did I do seven minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like a Yang Jinlong decided to pull a van full of people for fun. Uh, he was only seven years old. The, the, he pulled a van that weighed 1.85 tons. Uh, it's one of the most astonishing. It's one of the many astonishing strength exercises he's been doing since childhood. Hang on a second. He's seven years old. How do you reference anything before that since childhood? Since it, birth, yeah. maybe right? Uh, the reason behind his super strength. Well, he had one simple answer. I'm fat. <laughs> now I gotta see I gotta try to find a picture of this kid. But uh yeah, Jin Long dude decided that uh for fun I'm gonna go ahead and uh I'm gonna pull that car, that van full of people. Wow. Good for lord. just for uh just for
0: the giggles. Good lord. Goodness gracious. Well what about uh dad goes out for a morning jog but runs three hundred and fifty miles without stopping? <laughs> I was running. I was running, Janae. <laughs> Uh Dean Karnazes is a runner who puts Forrest Gump to shame. Though you may be impressed that he ran 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 consecutive days, that that is impressive. Honestly, uh, there's a single feat that's even more striking. On October 12th, 2005, he set out on the most epic run that ever epicid. He ran. um, That's verbatim, by the way. That's not a Johnnyism. He ran 350 miles without stopping. That ended up being a full 80 hours and 44 minutes of running on no sleep. It's enough not only to make you believe in superhuman strength, but in an iron will as well. I mean, honestly, if you think about that, that's incredible.
1: That is insane. Do you know what he said when he got done? What's what did he say? I think I'll go home now. Remember that everybody was like running with yeah. him. They're like he's a messiah or something. Gump, and he stops, yeah. turns around, he's like, I think I'll go home now. <laughs> that is insane, dude. Eighty hours. Okay, I think it's like what is it after after just seventy two hours of no sleep? You start going like delirious and seeing things. Yeah, yeah. He must and have been tripping out. Like that's why he kept running. He felt like demons were chasing him or something. That's why it sounds fake, right? Because you yes, have to stop, not right.
0: He's got to stop at some point just to go to the bathroom. Something,
1: unless he's just peeing his pants and didn't care.
0: Well, yeah. Well, power to him then. It must be a free, like a really free feeling there,
1: for just just <laughs> <journey> yourself <laughs> and keep going <laughs> while you're running. And just think <laughs> yeah. about the chafing, okay? No thanks. Oh gosh, yeah. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> that reminds me of of
0: the Office. Do you ever watch The Office? <laughs> yes. Where one of the characters they're doing like a fun run. One of them's nipples starts change.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm Could saying. You imagine? I don't yeah. get it. He's like, "Honey, uh, I'll be. I'm going out for a run. Be back for dinner. All right, honey." Like, does she start freaking out? Is she? And then does he like answer the phone, or is that going to break the zone? You know what I mean?
0: I mean, he was a dad, so when he doesn't come back, you know, thirty minutes later, you're going to be concerned.
1: That's insane. And he doesn't come back for days. I literally want to look into this story more and bring it back as an update. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Chris, what's next? Next one. Real life. Spider-Man scales the world's tallest building in six hours. Alan Robert, the French Spider-Man. Oh, I know this guy. I've seen uh, videos about this guy.
0: Same has nerves
1: of steel. He is famous for scaling buildings around the world without any equipment. That's right. He literally just chalks his hands up and starts climbing. He doesn't use ropes. Doesn't use clasps. Nothing. Uh, so yeah, he uh, without any equipment, just a bag of chalk, climbing shoes, and some superhuman strength. But one of the most impressive feats was in March of 2011. He climbed the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, the tallest structure in the world. He climbed all 2,722 feet with no equipment except for a safety harness in only six hours. So here's a question: Isn't isn't it? Don't at a certain altitude, don't you start? Doesn't the air start getting thinner? Oh, yeah, like for how, sure. how, Again, how does this guy not start tripping out and just fall? Yeah, and just pass out. That's even. insane, dude. Some people really do have superhuman strength, man.
0: I think so. I mean, that's that's just beyond impressive. Yeah. Uh, a soldier drags injured comrades off battlefield, but then goes back for more. Joe Rolino far surpasses the superhero title. He's a full-on actual hero. I know this guy. No, not only was he the quote-unquote strongest man in the world, according to Coney Island, <laughs> according to a Coney Island contest, not only could he lift 635 pounds with his fingers and 3,200 pounds with his back. Oh, oh, by the way, he only weighed 150 pounds. Yep. <laughs> That's even more amazing. He showed his real strength on the battlefield. He was stationed in the Pacific during World War II. When enemy fire came in, he was known for rescuing his comrades. He dragged them two under each arm off the battlefield and went back for more. Deservedly he earned a bronze star, a silver star and three purple stars. Oh, and he lived to be 104. Yep. This guy is amazing. This is a this guy's a freaking man right? Here.
1: Again, superhero, right? Yes. Uh I I encourage anyone who's never heard this guy's story before to really look into it. It's really cool and it's amazing. And yeah, I'd heard about him. I'm a huge huge World War II buff. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'd heard about this guy before in my readings. Um, insane. I don't know. If, have you ever tried to carry one person, right? Two. It's not easy. And, and you're talking about yeah. full-grown men wearing all of their combat gear, okay? Yeah. One under each arm. And he's running. And if, if he's in the Pacific, he's running through sand. He's running through soft, soft earth. You know what I mean? Right.
0: And I can't stress this enough. He only weighed 150 pounds. 150 pounds? pounds. <laughs> yes.
1: And then, add this the weight of his his like his gear, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's that that is that is insane. Insane.
1: Uh, here's another one. This is another one of the 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 uh, the mother adrenaline rushes. Mother fights off a polar bear and walks away nearly unharmed. Uh, Lydia Angiu lived uh, what could have been a nightmare in February 2006, had it not been for a superhuman display of strength. To be honest, it sounds pretty terrible. While her son and other children were playing hockey in Quebec, they saw a polar bear approaching. She shouted at the children to run before attacking the polar bear, hitting and kicking it. She managed to fend it off long enough for the neighbor to shoot it. That sucks. The kicker, the bear weighed seven hundred pounds and it was eight feet tall. Uh yeah, they ended up killing the bullet. She walked away with a few scratches and a black eye. They probably think probably whapped her across the across the yeah. face.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a weird. I mean, first of all, that was superhuman strength to fight off a polar bear. But I, but I feel like very, was it attacking
1: them? I guess it was attacking because it says when the the before. Oh no, she says she attacked the bear. So maybe it was just kind of just walking through.
0: Yeah, I get I get what you're saying, and I mean you both love animals, so I understand the point you're coming from. But at the same point, you got to put yourself in her shoes. Her kid, she sees her kids out there, and then all of a sudden she sees a bear heading towards them. I don't know, man. I don't mind if kids. I, I'm get not going to just sit there. I don't I'm, mind I'm if kids get eaten.
1: by listen, when I go to a movie, it's not a it's not a polar bear that's interrupting the movie. Okay, when I go to eat dinner, it's not a <laughs> polar bear sitting behind me screaming his head off. When I'm on, what would Stanley say? When I'm on a what plane, would Stanley
0: say? He
1: would. <laughs> oh, oh it's right. a
0: moral conundrum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a conundrum. True believers. Uh, no, I get it. I just feel like I, if it. Maybe it's the way the story's written. It makes it sound like the bear was just kind of walking around, and then she they attacked. Just minded it. its own business, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Maybe it did go like running at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's what
0: I would assume that it was that it was definitely going to attack. That's what that's, we're going to have to go. Yeah. With.
1: Uh, yeah. A woman in her fifties holds a car four inches above the ground for five minutes. So, how old were you, Johnny, when you tried to lift your vehicle? I was in my twenties. <laughs> so. Woman in her 50s holds a car four inches above the ground for five minutes. Uh, Angela Cavallo achieved superhero status in Lawrenceville, Georgia, on April 9, 1982. After being told there was an accident, she ran outside to find her teenage son, Tony, trapped under a 1960 Ford Chevy Impala. It had been knocked off a carjacked while he was working on it and collapsed on him. Angela, who was in her late 50s at the time, not only managed to raise the car up off her son, four inches she held it there long enough for neighbors to replace the jack and drag him out i hope he, they did it vice versa the other way around uh they yeah. they <laughs> estimate it was about five minutes a woman in her late 50s held up a car for five minutes uh once again johnny how old well, were you I was, my, <laughs>
0: I was in my 20s and it was a small car chevy impalas are huge <laughs> those are
1: monsters bro
0: in the 60s they were heavy too uh so that is impressive <laughs> right no kidding yeah and, I mean, a car falling on you is no joke. Uh, my cousin uh, was very lucky that he survived because he had one fall on him and he was working Ooh, under it. That he is in a hospital good. forever.
1: That's why I refuse to work under cars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man lifts 1,500-pound helicopter off injured pilot.
1: Uh, go home, 50-year-old woman. Nothing to see here. <laughs> if you think lifting a car is impressive. Yeah. What the heck? This- 1,500 pounds?
0: Wait till you hear this guy's nickname. This feat by Warren Everell, or as they call him, Tiny, <laughs> uh, takes it to a whole other level. When a helicopter from the TV show Magnum P.I. crashed, uh, Steve Cux, K-U-X, one of the pilots was trapped underneath. The fact that Hugh, that the Hughes 500D helicopter weighed 1,500 pounds when Empty didn't stop Tiny, he managed to lift the helicopter off his co-worker, meaning... Meaning that the uh, pilot escaped with some arm damage, but his life intact. That's impressive. is a big man. That is
1: is insane. Well, obviously they say adrenaline does something for you. Can you imagine just the sore muscles he's having the next few days? Oh, yeah. You know, because you're going to feel that afterwards. Um, it seems like a lot of these are those kinds of, of things where people get trapped under vehicles and and, pe- and immediately the adrenaline kicks in and people are flipping vehicles across the road.
0: Yeah, like they're like they're just pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And also this makes you really think about man, Magna Pia was a dangerous show.
1: Right? I thought wasn't he just <laughs> driving around in like a Ferrari or something and like checking yeah. out women? And with a really sweet mustache. <laughs> That's what <laughs> the show a, was, right? A ball cap and a Hawaiian shirt. That's life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole show. Thanks, folks. Uh, two mothers lift an 1,100-pound car to save an injured boy. Two mothers. Pff, did we tell you about this guy named Tiny? Uh, yeah. Just because Donna McNamee and Abigail Sicolo shared the load of the 1,100-pound car they lifted, that doesn't make their feet any less extraordinary. Listen to the article reprimanding me for my crack. Yes, uh, in June <laughs> they knew you were going to do that, Chris. They knew. <laughs> They're like people who will have read the other ones and get to this going two. <laughs> in June two thousand nine, the two saved a boy's life when they saw he was trapped under the Renault a uh, Renault Clio. Uh, is that even around anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they stopped producing it when it couldn't tell the future anymore. Uh, the eight year old had been placing when he ran, uh, playing when he ran into the street and was hit by a car, pinning him underneath. Because of their strength, he managed to be pulled out with a broken leg and other injuries, but was able to make a full recovery. Uh, Socolo Sokol, uh, maintained, quote, We're not heroes. Anyone would have done it. But how many people could have done it?
0: It's a great question. Um,
1: by the way, for those who don't know who Cleo was, uh, she was a 1-800, uh, what do you call them, the people that tell you your future.
0: Yeah, she was. Uh, she had a specific name, though.
1: Miss Cleo. Yeah, I didn't really think yeah. that a car told the future. She was,
0: and she was Jamaican, right? Of, I believe. Of course, she, she a, was. She had a really, really strong accent. Except she got off yeah. the
1: phone and was like, "All right, George, I'm off the phone for the night." Yeah, she's actually from New York. So. <laughs> oh
0: man! Right. one year old flaw. A one year old flawlessly pulls off a gymnastics. Skill men train for years to perfect. That feels like a weird sentence there.
1: Or perfect depends. I mean,
0: oh, years. To, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the sentence itself is fine. I just read it weird. <laughs> let me try that again. One year old. A one year old flawlessly pulls off a gymnastic skill. One year old. Yeah, like that we, men train for years to perfect. In, that sounds much better. In
1: our brains, let's think of what a one year old looks like. Okay. All right.
0: Okay, go. I'm thinking. Yeah. Got it. Oh, you mean, okay. Uh, Liam <laughs> <laughs> Liam Hockstra may still be a child, but his superhuman strength is already apparent. Due to a muscle enlarging condition called muscle hypertrophy, uh, he has more muscle tissue than other children his age. He was born in 2005, but his strength was apparently almost immediately when he did an Iron Cross at five months old, he was featured on TLC as the world's strongest toddler.
1: So, do you know what an Iron Cross is? Uh,
0: I want to say yes, so I don't look stupid. It's those hanging. No. It's
1: like those hanging straps. They have the the, the rings on each side, and yeah. the, you basically look like you're you're crucified. You're holding your your entire body weight oh. with your arms to the side. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to know who threw him up there to see, like. Like, the day they found it, like, uh we got to take him to the doctor, honey. Those muscles, it looks like he's doing steroids. So they take him to the doctor. He's like, no, nah, he's got this this thing, right? What's the first thing dad says? Let's go to the gym and see what he can do. Yeah, you like, know why is he doing an Iron yeah. Cross for you to know that at one year's you old? Know,
0: yeah. You know it was the dad that did it. 100%. Yeah.
1: Let's go to the gym and see what he can Let's put him in arm wrestling competitions and make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Over the top. (laughs) (laughs) Turn that cap backwards, son. (laughs) Uh, Next one. Grandmother lifts riding lawnmower off her granddaughter. Um, Oh, I love this nickname. Marie Bootsy (laughs) Peyton, and her granddaughter, uh, Evie, had a nasty run-in with a lawnmower. Bootsy was riding it when it got away from her, and Evie ran after it to trying to stop it. Instead, she managed to get knocked under the machine while it was still running. Luckily, Bootsy had no problem throwing the lawnmower off her granddaughter, although she did lose four toes. Uh, so here's the thing it's not like it's a monstrous thing that, like, they made it sound like the thing was covering her, right? Yeah. Uh, so it kind of ran over the front of her foot. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to take away from the importance of those toes, but it feels like lifting off that. That little edge there doesn't seem that big deal to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. They kind of just threw this one out at the end.
0: I'm gonna put. I'm gonna raise this point to you. It's a grandmother, so she's an older, older lady.
1: Oh, I guess so.
0: Yeah, the way this story makes it sound, I'm assuming she's like, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna assume she's like a golden girl.
1: So, where does that put you?
0: Uh, Like, let's say. You remember the show Golden Girls? Yeah, yeah. Like, just imagine one of them. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to put a number out
1: there. <laughs> a listener's going to be like, "Well, screw nope. you, asshole!" I refuse to put a number out there. <laughs> uh, let me just remind you, Johnny. Woman in her fifties holds a car four inches above the ground for five minutes. Yeah, but then Dorothy <laughs> goes out there and flips over a lone work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna take away from it that's still pre- i mean those things are pretty heavy so if she's flipping that thing over uh yeah
0: or blanche i mean i don't know which one of them you think would have done
1: it <laughs> wasn't dorothy the older one the oldest of them all uh
0: in real age she was uh but she technically had a mom on the show but she was yeah who was who life, was the
1: who was the mom what was her name estelle i want to see getty? i see estelle getty doing that estelle's the one yeah. walking up and flipping the mower. yes yeah, 100%. Yes. <laughs> she was my favorite
0: anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So there you have it, folks. Those are uh, instances uh, through history or even recent history in which uh, superhuman strength has been exhibited. And some of them, like, people were born with it. Not even – that. like, they can't even blame adrenaline or even weird right. muscle things. Like this, like that old – that woman in whatever country that was, Poland or whatever, Yeah, tearing yeah. – I mean, like you said – you can go go grab a phone book if you can find one anymore and see about tearing that up. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Find one mean or page tearing by page.
0: It. Either one. <laughs> at <laughs> yeah. this point, at this point, either either one. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But dude, that's insane. Um and it it does make you think uh, you know, what if there is this this thing to what what he talked about, uh, Stanley, I'm talking about, Stanley, and even, and any of these writers, these sci-fi writers, because when you think about it, the early days of sci-fi, they were writing things where they were just kind of, it, it was almost an imagination, they were kind of basing it on somewhat of science, uh, and then we start seeing things actually work that way. We can do, you know, we can create rockets that leave space, we can, you know, there is a such thing as the quantum realm, Um what if, dude? What if it's it? It all it takes is this this magic, this magic of creating it, and yeah. as long I mean, as it's that's there, a, in the future at some point it will manifest. So what if we're going to start seeing this? You know, now that there's his passing, that's that's a great point. What if his passing we, is is like the 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 beckoning, the the beginning of it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a great point because uh, back when we were first starting this show, we covered the War of the Worlds, yeah, H.G. and we I think we covered another stuff H.G. Wells had written, yeah. And he was sort of uh, ahead of his time time traveler coming up with time traveler. Yeah. yeah. And he was ahead of his time with some of the stuff he's coming up with for his books. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is I mean, even stuff in Star Trek, the original 50s one. Uh, we kind of have that stuff now. Yeah. And some of that stuff. So he will be missed. But his legacy, as I say, lives on for sure. in so many people. So, uh, man, what what a great life you know that he
1: had that he lived definitely dude definitely talk you know mythic proportions we look back at like literature has great you know those those original myths like hercules and the gods you know zeus and 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 uh but and thor right but now like he literally created that in in a modern version that 200 years from now, these characters, these epic battles, these long drawn out stories. And, you know, these sagas, they're going to still exist. And people will look at them as those kinds of stories, these mythic tales, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And he was smart enough to, to put these heroes on a grounded level where we could relate to them as just as normal people at the same time. I mean, Peter Parker was just a, a nerdy teenager
1: yeah, exactly. You know, uh, uh, look at the kid. Uh, 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 Jean Grey was just a teenage girl who was told she had, you know, the power to destroy the cosmos. Like, how do you deal with that? Yes, you know what I'm saying. There's question. all kinds of yeah. stuff that he really played into, and and made you feel it on a human level, so that at and. and Really, that whole underlying thing was to say, no matter how different people are, no matter if, if, if you perceive them to be bigger or greater than you or not, remember, they still cry. They still have feelings. They still deal with things. So we're all on the same level at some point, and that's how you should treat each other.
0: Exactly, exactly. So uh, from, from all of us here at That's Odd and history groups, uh, I think we're going to say uh, Excelsior. Yes, sir excelsior uh, well-lived and uh and man it's a loss for us but you know yeah th- i'm very grateful for everything that he did and left behind
1: for sure so so th- right. thanks so much for listening to us guys uh we didn't want to leave you on a down note uh, but yeah definitely celebrate the man's life if you've never picked up a comic book in your life uh it's fine you've seen the movies you've seen these characters that uh have come from this man's brain um so uh yeah excelsior I think it's a great way to go out. (laughs) Uh, So, uh,
0: as always, for Christopher Chavez, I am Johnny Townsend. Stay odd?